I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Show me the champion of light, I'll show you a herald of darkness, it's VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Skillian and Andy Robinson. This week we're getting a GTA 6 trailer next month, we're getting a Zelda movie and we're getting sick of this horrible industry, but first, how are we doing folks? Andy, it's been about seven years since you've been on this broadcast, how are you? <clears throat> yeah, I'm alright, other than having to get up at half five for the Sony results this morning, so I was having Anything a little bit no, they they sold some consoles. I don't. Oh, really well know. done. Made some money. Yeah. Have they explained why the PS5 Slim looks like that yet? Have they apologized or? I don't know. I don't even remember what I wrote. To be honest, <laughs> you just go into console sales mode. up, profits down. Chris, uh, you get up at half five every morning to shoot up. How are you? <laughs> do indeed. Uh, you can't can't take the boy out of Coat Bridge. Um, I'm I'm doing good. I'm uh, getting annoyed at the new Chrome update this morning. Uh, because it's changed the tabs, so the tabs don't sit at the very top of the screen anymore. And it oh, wow. Because when I, I move my mouse to the top, it looks like I'm missing the tab, which is just going to annoy me for a while. But other that, than that... That truly is the, the worst thing affecting the human race today. Exactly. I, I don't know why it's not the top story in the BBC News this morning. It's <laughs> clearly the worst thing that's happening. Um, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty brutal. Uh, the this is the conclusion of the Showergate saga, uh, the three week running Showergate podcast saga. Fourth plumber arrived. He got this big gun out, took like two shots into the into <laughs> he cocked the gun, took two shots into the the drain. It cleared immediately, and he was like, "Yeah, none of the previous three guys checked for hair." What you're, you're a what, plumber? Yeah. Surely the most no, the most normal thing to check in the world. I know I'm not blessed with um, that. That reminds me blessed. of uh, when I had to sit and wait for two days for RAC to come and pick up my broken down car. It took three <laughs> different people, yeah, three different people. So I drive an electric car. Three people. First guy turned up. Oh, you can't move it. It's electric. <laughs> Next guy. All right, you have to get someone special. Next guy. All right, mate. Just try and move it. Oh, it won't move. Yeah, I know. That's why you were sent, mate. Oh, I better send another guy. Christ's sake. Jesus. And he was like, yeah, this is kind of on the list of things you're meant to do this first. Uh, they just must have thought it can't possibly be that. It's like, mate, my partner has got mega long hair. I've got two dugs. Like, I know it wasn't me, but it's, it's going to happen. And he was like, yeah, just put Mr. Muscle down occasionally. So my long national nightmare is uh, over. Let's get yes. in to the headlines. Story number one. Don't panic. The first Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer will premiere next month. This is a quote from Rockstar on X. Next month marks the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games, co-founder Sam Hauser said in a statement. Thanks to the incredible support of our players worldwide, we've had the opportunity to create games we are truly passionate about. Without you, none of this would be possible and we are so grateful to you for all sharing this journey with us. 
1998, Rockstar Games was founded on the idea that video games could become an essential to culture as any other form of entertainment, and we hope that we have created games you love in our efforts to be part of that evolution. We are very excited to let you know that in early December we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences with you. Chris, when this went up, um, we had a bit of preemption that uh, Jason Schreier said that he'd heard that the reveal was coming and he was working on something similar. But Chris, can you believe it? Our long national nightmare is over. We've caught and compromised to a permanent end, Sam Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad to finally know what's coming i i, I i'm not a fan of the statement like no your snuff now <laughs> no 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 they should have ran it past me first sam um i guess what people around our neck was called birthday card pish but for most of it and then like the, the i get at the end of it the trailer like okay like the trailer's coming that's good um i saw people on twitter like making a storm out of nothing because he said the next Grand Theft yeah. Auto instead of Grand Theft Auto 6. Can you imagine? Chinatown Wars 2. Apple Arcade exclusive. <laughs> They're just going to call it Grand Theft Auto 1 and do like yeah. a Mortal Kombat and like re... re. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's finally coming. It's just like, um, it, it, it'd be nice to have any, every time I get in a taxi when you tell people we do games in Scotland and they always mention Grand Theft Auto all the time. It'd be nice for them to have a different game to talk about. Oh mate, my seven aside chat went absolutely mental. They were like, "Oh, I, I saw the next GTA is coming out next month," and I was like, "Boys, it's 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 the first trailer that's coming out. It's probably not yeah. going to be out until like twenty twenty five at this point." And they're like, yeah. "What? They used to come out like, every two years." And I was like, "Don't just don't, don't get into it. It doesn't yeah. matter." Um, Andy, you were you were squirreling about on this um this lineup with what you were hearing. Yeah, I'm um, I'm going to do the YouTuber insider thing. Um, Go for it. Obviously, uh, you guys know that I was I was working on this story anyway. Mm. Um, got scooped by bloody Jason Schreier, eh? J-Dog. <clears throat> so, yeah, no, the word on, was on the street that this was coming, but obviously it's not something you really speculate about. I know, like, it, it was also the word on the internet as well, right? There was a lot of, like, speculating going on about some date a few weeks ago, yeah. and it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's nice to have a, another massive game to talk about, right? It's, the massive um, game. Usually you get to this end of the year and it's like, oh, what's coming out next year? So it's nice to have another another giant game to talk about. Um, GTA yeah. is always fun as well. It's got, like, endless endless um, conjecture that can be uh, yeah. kind of swirled around it. I mean, when we were on CBG, we literally had a weekly YouTube show where we just talked about GTA every week. Um, and it was like one of our biggest things. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to do what we did with the GTA four trailer. I remember when that came out on, on CBG, one of our tech guys, um, they had like a countdown clock and, Mm. um, one of the tech guys was able to like fiddle with it behind the scenes and get the trailer five minutes early. Nice. Um, It's in Los Santos. Well, see, it was only, you know, 20 minutes later, it's only in part of Los Santos. But <laughs> when you're in the, the news-breaking world... That's, yeah, you've that's, got to. Yeah. Yeah. It counts. Well, I mean, this is a unique situation in that we've seen quite a lot of... Like, we can, we can pretty much pre-write a bit of the, the ska based on all the leaks. Like, we know where it's set, we know there's two protagonists, etc. and so on. It just, I would just wonder how, Chris, how much of the, how much of the trailer is going to be teaser how much of it's just going to be you think of the gta 5 trailer where it's michael being like 
why did I move to this city? And then it showed a few yeah. characters and people saw one like black a... guy and were like, that's CJ, CJ's back in it. Just yeah, yeah. one black guy in this trailer. It, like, it'll, be, it'll be that again. It'll be like a very, like, here's here's where it is. Here's a brief look at the peop- the two protagonists, if it is still pr- two protagonists. Here's a bit of, I, well, I'm, I'm in this town because I want this. And then that'll yeah. be it. And it'll be like GTA 6 coming whenever the fuck we feel like it. It'll, it'll be, it'll be, um, I'm just, I'm just more concerned that you've not started writing guides for it already. <laughs> I think you need to get a move on. I need to find all the pigeons, all the hidden packages, whatever that bullshit will be this oh, time. Oh, mate, don't. you're bringing back flashbacks i reviewed uh gta 4 um and rockstar had me locked literally in a dark room with a sofa (laughs) for three days so obviously i had to finish it that sounds like a lot of time but not for gta i had to finish it in three days in a dark room like completely dark occasionally they just bring like some crisps in there you go there's there's quite literally an achievement in gta 4 called new york minute for completing it in 30 hours and that's meant to be like if you just absolutely speed through the single player you can complete it in 30 hours so three days like that's yeah it's just like you know when it's like you play a game for that long it's just burnt into your eyes like when you close my life i've I've just got a library of games like that when you left the office and you started turning, did you turn like in a weird kind of way, the way that he does in the game? I remember I gave it, um, I think I gave it 97 and um, Rockstar weren't happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, Why is it not 100? When I, um, when I worked at the BBC and it was in the, the lead up to Red Dead, obviously the BBC produced that ridiculous daniel radcliffe project about the creation of rockstar and rockstar yeah. had a pure mayor on twitter about it so they hated the bbc for the longest time yeah, on the lead hold up a, to red hold dead. a grudge to rockstar yeah on the lead up to red dead 2 i was like right it's my mission to try and mend this fence at least somewhat because we're going to need to cover red dead like we're, we're in we have to sort this um so they sent up uh they sent up someone from london to talk to me um just talk to me about the game and then eventually they were like so do you want like uh john marston's jacket or anything like that and i was like no, we're just looking to like get access to the game and they're like oh yeah don't worry about that but get, do you want john marston's jacket um in the end we got the game like three days before it was did you uh, get the jacket before the embargo did you get no. the jacket no <laughs> did, you, did, did you inform them that john marston's not a real person <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the, there's like a sherlock holmes museum in london that's got like it was probably it was probably like a malicious punchline wasn't there they're waiting for him. <laughs> do you want it do you want it <laughs> no fuck off <laughs> tough <laughs> I remember when I was in London. Somebody said I went to the Sherlock Holmes Museum. It's got his real pipe. It's like, was it wasn't real. Yeah, <laughs> it was his pipe. It's got, it's got the it's got the cane from Citizen Kane. Um, yeah, that was. I, I know of people in this industry that got the jacket. So I'm just saying, I, I clearly wasn't a covering covering Rockstar in those days was brilliant. Um, when they actually used to make like games, yeah. um, more than one game a decade. Like I remember like visiting their offices, like their London office quite frequently, like probably every month you'd have like uh, a midnight club and a warriors and Canis um, Canamed it. Yep. Yep. Bully. And, uh, you know, countless PSP spinoffs and yeah, good days. Good times. I I played the show. Uh, Table tennis. Oh, table tennis. What a game, man. It's gotten to the point now where there was like a massively viral TikTok last week. Being like, did you know that Rockstar made a table tennis game before oh Grand Theft Auto 4? That's me, that's me, you know, you're aging. I'd see that quite regularly, especially with like the 8 bit and 16 bit stuff. Yeah. I, like, I remember like a year ago, I was like, did you know in Super Mario Brothers you could hold start to continue? Like, yeah. 
it's, it's quite going, it's quite what? quite it's quite depressing um <laughs> the, the the tiktok the, the sorry the twitter trend at the moment with people like what did you look like when gta 5 <laughs> 10 years ago like people like some some acting journalists are actual children like in their photos yeah, yeah. like my one's like well i was editing a fucking website it's just, I put mine up and it's just it may as well just be the same yeah, yeah. it's like this is what I look like when I was 30 and this is what I look like when I was 40 it's not much different like that's, that's just the aging process mm. some of them are actual like fetuses you know who like, started it, that trend? was it you? Jordan James Butler no, not even joking the old, the old Teletubby baby himself I, I guarantee you it to, was to be fair you... your one perplexed me massively so I was trying to work out the age I was like did you have like surely you didn't walk around in a suit and like looking suave when you're 13 I, I don't understand how you were Philip Seymour Hoffman and then it just turned into John Midler but aging looks like it's in the wrong direction <laughs> Benjamin Button um, I was, I think I was 17 <laughs> in that photo, um, and we were, it was the, the done thing when we went to like people's 18th to wear suits, so every photo of me from that era has a suit. It was, like that, it was like the early version of that Minions thing when everyone would go to the Minions in a suit. Yeah, exactly. It was, a, it was real, it was almost, it was like a 2004 Dave Batista number, because I think I'm wearing like a denim shirt with like a completely mismatched jacket, like it was, it was, it was 2013, it was a long time ago. Um, but, but regardless, Grand Theft Auto will be good. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> I, bet it's, I bet it's good. I look forward to my, my prevailing no, but on, from... on, on that, though, sorry to digress. Um, that is a talking point that not many people are, are bringing up, is that this is a big challenge for them, this this GTA, because they've lost mm-hmm. a lot of key staff, right? I mean, uh, yeah. the other houses gone, who would have been key to kind of writing the game, to the tone of the game. Um, Leslie Benzies, uh, who was you know key to the direction of all of the modern GTAs, he's the gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, the radio dude, what's his name? Lazlo. Yeah, he's gone. Like it's mm. a tonally, they're always spot on, right? The satire is is perfect. Like it's annoyingly good that they're able to nail the satire in GTA. Um, yeah. to yeah. nail the tone and the feel of the city. Um, so that you know that's a legitimate concerns bring up now as well like are they going to be able to nail it without these people and also they've they've got the other pressure on this one that they didn't have on any of the previous entries that gta online is the biggest thing in the world Mm. uh there's no way you make this game without thinking about gta on online first like this Mm. game's an mmo now you know it's not a single game so did they diverge it uh, I would imagine out? if the biggest entertainment property in the in you know the world or one of one of them you don't you don't mess about. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I would imagine they're going to play it very very safe in terms of the um, the products offering. Like mm-hmm. here, it, it, there's a single player game and you seamlessly kind of go online. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was staggered because it was staggered for the. Well, I suppose that was the launch of online generally, so it was. Like yeah, a I mean that's that's, that's standard practice now, now right? They'll they'll yeah. do that and they'll they'll have a hundred quid version where you get it two days early, blah blah blah. With blah. a shark card. They're gonna milk the hell out of it. I mean, already the tweet that's you know, that tweet is like the biggest games tweet of all time I, I read yeah. yesterday. Which is It's also gonna be a, speaking of tweets, like it, it's also launching in a totally different kind of social media landscape as well. And it's like the 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 game always has been known for its kind of satire and stuff like that, but you know it's inevitable that you're gonna get People saying GTA has gone woke and all this kind of stuff because GTA was always woke. I know that's the thing. Is like it, it always. But if they do it right, like, most of the characters in in the game will be 
going woke, woke, woke. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, there's going to there's going to be, be a um, a Joe Rogan on there and everything, right? It wouldn't even be surprised if Joe Rogan's in the game. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. But, it'll be it'll, it'll be interesting to see how perception has changed over time because I'd, I would imagine the tone won't shift much from what it used to be. Um, but people might perceive it differently because people are looking for different things to be offended by these days. Yeah, it was. It's kind of the problem that South Park faces now, and the fact that it's like it, it's it's left leaning, but obviously Trey and Matt are like well up for making fun of the left as well. So it falls into this category where people are like, "Oh, it's centrist, it's far right." It's like to any normal person, like it is so clearly uh, aimed at what they're trying to like make fun of. I think GTA is just um, there's a lot to satirize. It's, it's got to be. God. It's got to be COVID. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, it's Trump. Like, there's yeah. not been a GTA since Trump, yeah. so they've there's got a, a lot, lot to cover. Of, lot of uh, ground to cover. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hopefully, Laszlo's back and he's the president. That's the that's the big review. Um. The the um the radio thing's another interesting uh, kind of topic because I wonder if they will, they they experimented with this a wee bit in GTA Five where they added one or two stations, but I feel like mm. the, that could be something that they do where they refresh the music because the soundtracks to those games are always like so iconic. Like the first time I ever heard Michael Jackson was playing Vice City when Billie Jean God. comes on is like the first song. That just that. so depressing. I'm not even getting. I'm not even. I'm not even addressing that. Move on. The first time I heard this <laughs> giant slice of pop culture was in this video game. When am I going to be listening to Michael Jackson? I'm being funny. The first time we listened to Michael Jackson was when we opened our ears, turned exactly. on the television, or yeah. walked outside the house. Yeah. I, 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 I was born to the sound of Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I, think... <laughs> I, 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 I got a Michael Jackson song. You know, you can look up what was number one on the day you were born, and it was, I can't remember. I think it might have been Beat It, a Michael Jackson song. Was number one in the day I was born. Um, I'm pretty sure Wham like, Wham was mine. Yeah, that explains a lot. I think mine was that. <laughs> I think mine was that. Like uh, yeah, S Club said, that yeah, I know it was like, like Nicki <laughs> Minaj, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the the oh, it was it was Unchained Melody, White Cliffs of Dover by Robson and Jerome, an absolute. Oh banger. my god. <laughs> Blow my whistle. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, much, much more on GTA 6 as we have it. Um, it was pointed out on Twitter, and I agree. I can't wait to see the logo, so we actually have something to put up on this website. <laughs> no, we're keeping GTA up GTA 6. 5 screenshots <laughs> for GTA 6 stories because there's literally, like, I was even I was even nervous when you mocked up that, that logo yesterday because I was like, someone somewhere is going to say, that's not the logo. So I yeah. Know. I know, mate, it's, like, it's literally a screenshot for like the Grove Street Games version of Ice City. <laughs> anyway, story number two Nintendo is officially making a live action Zelda film. The film will be produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, representative director and fellow of Nintendo, and veteran Hollywood producer Avi Arad, the former chief executive of Marvel Enter- Entertainment, producer of such bangers as uh, Morbius. The film will be produced by Nintendo and Arad Productions, directed by Wes Ball, the director behind the Maze Runner trilogy, and next year's Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. The film will be co-financed by Nintendo and Sony Pictures Entertainment, with more than 50% finance by Nintendo. Quote, by producing visual content of Nintendo IP itself, Nintendo is creating new opportunities to have people from around the world access the world of entertainment which Nintendo has built through different means apart from dedicated games consoles. 
by getting deeply involved in movie production, we aim to put smiles on everyone's faces through our entertainment. Nintendo will continue its efforts to produce unique entertainment and deliver as many people as possible. <laughs> Miyamoto said in a statement, this is Miyamoto. <laughs> I have been working <laughs> on the live action film of The Legend of Zelda for many years now with Avi Arad-san, who's produced many mega hit films. I have asked Avi-san to produce this film with me, and we now officially started the development on the film with Nintendo itself heavily involved in the production. It will take time until completion, but I hope you look forward to seeing it. This is Andy Robinson. What do you think? I am going to bet. <laughs> um, I don't like. It's a little bit underwhelming. Mm. Like I'm the. Am I the only? I mean, obviously, I'm a, a, a Nintendo fan of a certain age. So all of our affection for Nintendo comes from the fact that they're they're a toy company, basically, right? And they know yeah. this. They're they Nintendo is brilliant because they 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 kind of merge hardware and software, right? They create mm. hardware in conjunction with software for these amazing digital physical toys. That's that's what they do. I don't give a shit about any of the stories in their games. Like, does does anyone? Like, I mean, there's a, a weird crowd who probably into Zelda. Um, you know, let me of, get the Hyrule Historia out. And that's what I mean. But the despite the fact they very clearly and very openly just make it up as they go along <laughs> to <laughs> to explain why you're using a Wii remote this time to waggle all over the shop. Like it's it's a means to an end. So mm. I thought that so the, it was different with a Mario movie because clearly it was just going to be a bit of a spectacle, right? Uh, an yeah. animated film um, that was just a ton of fun, loads of nostalgia. Um, you know, it wasn't a particularly great film on paper, but I really enjoyed it because it was it was just fun. Mm-hmm. Live action Zelda is a totally different proposition, right? Totally different proposition. I think they probably would have been. I would have been more excited if they were doing an animated thing that was yeah. like Wind Waker or Link's Awakening X. Yeah. And it was, a, again, just a bit of fun. This, I, I just, I mean, especially with the cast, the, the personnel behind it, the director's not particularly decorated. He's a Maze Runner guy, right? Yeah. Um, like, I, and I really like, it's probably one of the things I dislike most about the Zelda games is that they try and shoehorn a story on and they're becoming increasingly more like that, right? Now Monolith's more involved. They're very like Japan um, anime uh, kind of uh, leaning, the, the last, most recent two, which is probably why I didn't enjoy them as much uh, as everyone else. I, I just, I wish they were more like Mario where the story is just a means to an end. Like it's a great adventure and I don't really care what convoluted nonsense you've made up for why you're, you know, fighting Ganon again. Um, yeah. You, you know, like, I mean, the first couple of games, the story was the same, the premise was the same, and I don't think it, it needed to necessarily, for my interests, become more complicated than that. I mean, spin-offs were nice, like, but again, it was it, it fed the gameplay, like Majora's Mask or you're somewhere else that fed the gameplay. Um, so I just think they're going to come up with some, they're going to do a, a kind of a barely competent effort based on the personnel, based on some convoluted story i don't give a shit about so yeah that's how excited i am <laughs> okay uh, mr rain mr sunshine what do you think this is scullion um i i, I yeah i'm like i'm, I'm I'll, i will watch it obviously i'm um i'm up for the idea of it i think more than the actual thing itself it's like yeah. again I, I, I agree with Andy. I, I, I think animated would have been the way to go i, I think that's partly the community's fault because every as soon as Mario came out, everyone started going, "Oh well, they'll make a Zelda one next." As if they were ever going to do one with Illumination, 
um, who only know how to do wisecracks and like Zelda doesn't kind of work with that. Um, so if there was ever going to be a Zelda production, it was never going to be with Illumination, which is why Sony Pictures is involved. And also a lot of people going, Nintendo working with Sony? It's like, yeah, it's not the same. It's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, like, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be on PS5. I know, it's, it's, it's not like Insomniac's making it. Um, but they, they, it's like, I don't know, live action, there's a lot of, that's, that's a minefield, because like, he's going to have to talk in it. You're not yeah. going to get away with him not talking. <clears throat> Um, which you might have got away with in an anime type movie, because um, he could just have like dumb faces going oh, all the way through it. But he can get away with that with live action. Someone's going to have to play him, and it's going to be someone who seventy-five to eighty percent of the internet doesn't want playing him, regardless of who it is. Um, it's they're going to have to. Is it going to be a remake of Ocarina or something, or is it going to be a completely new story? In which case, are the people who take it too seriously going to lose their mind about how? It fits in Nintendo's back of the fag packet timeline. Um, <laughs> it, it, so it, it, every every single element of it is going to be criticised too much, and I'm already bored. It's not even nothing's been announced yet, and I'm already annoyed about people moaning about it. Um, of which I'm one of them. Ironically, it, it's just it'll be fine. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not putting too much stock in it because if you if you, it, it, it's it's not going to be the Citizen Kane of video game movies. It's going to be a, a fun kind of. As long as it's better than Uncharted, I'll be happy. Doesn't this one have to, like, like obviously Mario is a huge success, but what happens, Andy, if this one comes out and it's just like a kind of mid-stumbling block? Because Zelda ain't Mario. Um, I don't think it will particularly, you know, they, they might rethink doing live action again. I don't know. Um, I mean, Zelda, you say Zelda isn't Mario, but it's still absolutely massive. Um, yeah. I mean, they've just brought out a game and sold 20 million copies in a matter of a few months. So I don't imagine it will flop even if the film is particularly mediocre. Um, I mean, it's clear why they've got um, kind of Sony involved uh, and, you know, one of Sony's uh, preferential directors involved because Nintendo's priority with this stuff will be having control. They're funding yeah. more than half the projects. They want, Just like the Mario movie, they will want creative control. They're producing, Miyamoto's producing. So that would be the number one for them is protecting their IP, but you see, you see what happens. You're seeing now with Star Wars, like what happens when you're that's your 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 main priority, right? Is that then you take away any kind of creative control from people doing anything interesting? And yeah. that's the disappointing thing for me is that I imagine there's probably a whole bunch of really really good directors out there who are massive Zelda fans who would love to take on that project, but because they wouldn't be able to offer a similar brokering of, of the deal they probably missed out yeah it's it's a let, weird situation like let me give you a fun headline here which oh here we go this, unless something changes in the future here is your headline this is a chris Gullion fun headline the legend of zelda will be available first on playstation because playstation plus added this new sony pictures core app a month or two ago mm-hmm. and one of the kind of key features of this app is that it has an exclusivity period where all Sony Pictures movies appear on this app first before oh. it gets released to other things. So if unless the situation changes between now and then, basically when the Zelda movies had its theatrical run, the first place you'll be able to see it is on PlayStation consoles. You know, Chris, I was ready to 
to dismiss that nonsense as, as another Chris Scullion joint, but that's actually quite good. I like that. Thanks for like much. how um <clears throat> I like how we're gonna get community noted on X for that headline <laughs> as soon as it goes up. <laughs> well, I like how yeah. somebody's gonna listen to this podcast and write the story that we're clearly not gonna do. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> no one would ever uh, take stories from us without credit. Next story uh slightly shift in tone. Embracer's Time Splitter studio, Free Radical, faces closure, sources have told VGC. For the past six months, Embracer have been carrying out restructuring program, which has already seen some game studios closed and some projects cancelled. This includes the closure of studios like Saints Row Developer Volition and Campfire Cabal, while others have been reportedly put up for sale, such as the Borderlands maker Gearbox. According to people close to Free Radical Design, the Nottingham UK-based studio is part of the evaluation and the employees have now been notified that it could be closed. Um, Andy, pick it up from here. You you ferreted this out. What's going on with Free Radical? Um, well, it's um, I've almost become desensitised to this now, which is obviously not great because it's, um, you know, it, it's quite maddening what's going on in the games industry this year that, you know, we've, slowly been swallowed up by you know corporations and consolidation you know which was turbocharged after the pandemic and now you're seeing the results of that i don't think there's hardly any companies that are not guilty of um you know over expanding you know last year and then correcting that again this year just to make their graph go up a little bit more yeah. because of course you can't have the graph flat or slightly mm-hmm. up yeah it's to be very up so they don't really give a toss about you know uh, what they have to do to accomplish that and you know what's coming going on at embracer at the moment is one of the you know most um kind of disappointing examples of that where they allegedly had a deal fall through a massive saudi arabia deal allegedly and now because that's not happened do you know i mean the sky's not falling in but the graph has to go up so yeah. therefore everyone's for sale and if no one buys them we're getting rid of them that's pretty much the 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 gist of it um you know, they've already um, closed uh, Volition, the Saints Row developer. Um, you know, allegedly nobody was interested in buying them. I mean, obviously, the last Saints Row wasn't very well received. Um, and, uh, you know, the Gearbox, it, it, their, their biggest um, purchase is allegedly now back up for sale, um, mm-hmm. according to uh, to report this year. So, you know, when this all happened and they said that they were kind of looking at um, – I don't know what their bullshit corporate word was, you know, uh, you know, reevaluating or restructuring. Yeah. My first concern was for for Free Radical because they were established two years ago by Deep Silver, who are under one of their many layers of brands uh, under PlayOn, mm. which is also under Embracer. Yeah. Um, they were established, and that was a real feel good story because Free Radical were. You know, a brilliant developer who you know spun off from the GoldenEye team at Rare made Free Radical, the FPS games. Um, they made uh, Haze, which was their big flop for mm-hmm. Ubisoft, and then they were working on Battlefield Three, Star Wars Battlefield Three, which was never announced. And quite unfairly, Ubisoft, um, uh, sorry, Lucas Arts at the time pulled the plug, and um, they had to close, which seemed really unfair. I mean, in the years since um, this is like 2006, I think. In the years since, we've all seen leaked builds of that game, and it looked brilliant. Mm. Like you could seamlessly travel from space to ground battles and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but that was that was what the games industry was like then as well. Like it was super volatile during that period when everyone was moving to the HD era and games were requiring more and more money. 
you saw loads of studios like that, independent studios fold during that era because you were always a flop away because mm-hmm. um, the amount of money required. So seeing them come back now, um, nearly 20 years later, was real feel-good story. It's the same founders as well, Steve Ellis, Dave Doak, um, you know, reforming the studio with the same name in the same place, and they're going to revive this FPS series. I was always a little bit dubious about how you know commercially successful a time splitters revival could be, but maybe if they lent more into kind of a Fortnite style um, mm. angle, they, it could be a bit more broad appeal. I don't know, but yeah. So, but they've been working on the game. Word on the street is that it was looking really good behind the scenes, and uh, you know, a bunch of people reached out to me this week and and kind of indicated that my my original fears that yeah that they were part of that evaluation or are part of that. I mean, it's it's important to note that no one's commented. Play on Embracer, Free Radical have not responded to any of my requests for comment. Um, and UK law requires that they're consulted for at least 30 days, including finding solutions. I mean, me and Chris know what that's like. So when they closed CBG, they did the same thing to us. Yeah. And they're legally required to go, oh, let's help see if we can solve this. But in in the background, you sense that they're really not interested in doing that. They're going to close mm-hmm. you. They're, you're being humoured because it's the law. Like, let's see who can buy you, blah, blah. But that's why I think this story's come out. Um, I think that there, there's, you know, they, it's in their interest for it to be known, right, that this is happening. If there's yeah. still even a slim chance that someone might swoop in and go, you know, we'll have that. Um, I mean, as I noted in the story, though, I mean, I, I, I kind of did some LinkedIn crawling and there was like f- at least 15 people, uh, uh, free radical employees, put up job ads like, or, or call outs for work um, just yesterday. So, you know, it doesn't it doesn't look great. No. Chris, that's embraced. I think it's been a mess, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's... And it's... <laughs> I mean, having never run a company of that size, obviously, um, it, it, you wonder, like, is is it really, what kind of situation is it where, where one single deal, albeit a massive two billion deal, that goes under and then suddenly your entire structure and your entire plan goes down the shitter that you have to then, like, ditch so many of the things that you spent the last few years acquiring it's like the, the, this company was acquiring and acquiring and acquiring like like big things, not like wee things here or there. Like oh, Square Enix's Western stuff, like Tomb Raider it acquired, Lord of the Rings it acquired. Like there had to be a point where they had to start making money off all the money it was spending. Um, and you think, okay, well, in the future that money's coming when you get Tomb Raider games out and your Lord of the Rings things, but... Um, they've obviously reached this point now where this two million, the two billion deal is the, the alleged two billion deal is allegedly gone under, and it's just like to see the, the, the carnage that that's caused. It's just like it's just so depressing <laughs> to see, and 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 it's like especially I, I was up for the time splitters. I've always loved time splitters. It was the, the first game to make me motion sick, um, <laughs> but, but despite despite that, I still enjoyed it, um, and like. Yeah, in my head, I had this idea of like the, the, the because of the whole what time splitters is. That imagine like an online multiplayer game where the maps can be from completely different like time frames. That like you could have a map in like an Egyptian tomb, and then suddenly a map in some cyberpunk. It had the potential for a wide range of really cool art styles um, that could, that could consistently with DLC like consistently change. Um, it's just such a shame. Like obviously, the, the the priority is it's a shame for the people who are losing their jobs. Um, yet again for the umpteenth millionth time this year. Um, 
but then yeah, it's just like in an alternate an alternative universe, all these games are given a chance to come out, and like we could be even being enjoyed some really cool stuff, and people could still have jobs. But it's like that's yeah. we're not in that we're not in that universe. Well, a uh, grim, grim year. Um, we unfortunately have more grim news after the break, but also on the good side, we will tell you who has won our recent contest for a handheld history. See you in a minute. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we are back. Uh, last week, we gave you the opportunity to win a copy of Handheld History from Lost in Cult. Um, it was very weird just having my email blown up all week by people saying PlayStation Vita, PlayStation Vita. But we have the winners. Uh, congratulations to Alex Hansen, who picked the PlayStation Vita, which I agree, a banger of which, a handheld. Which one of Hansen was that? Was that the middle one? yeah. <clears throat> he 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 was the one that played the drums and it was playing his Vita um at the same time. Complete vault fast, but Hansen did a collab with Busted on their most recent album. Like Hansen are still a going concern. So good news for the Hansen fans among us, Chris. Um uh second winner uh, is John Adams, not the former uh US president or presidential can- candidate, but um a listener to this great podcast. Um who picked the PSP. He says, boring, sure, but hopefully will go down well with your famously anti-Xbox website. God bless you. John, please email... Well, in fact, I'll reach out to you and get your um, addresses and send you um, some detritus in the post. But uh, thanks again to the folks at Lost and Cult for providing those books and to everyone who took part. Uh, as- Were you born when Hansen came out? Like when Umbop came when out. Hansen, what, when Hansen, when they were when they were birthed. No, when when Umbop was doing the rounds. Umbop release date. Um, I was two years old when Umbop um yeah, was a mildly depressing. Yeah, so April fifteenth, You didn't go, go through the whole um period where everyone thought they were lassies until like, they actually did interviews that turned out they weren't. No, my version of that was. Do you remember the band Tattoo? The, oh yeah and everyone thought they were gay and they weren't it was just a were, were they gay were they were they sisters it was always like it was a great time to be alive it's very much the white stripes are they married are they brothers and sisters are they, yeah, yeah that um that tattoo song very good um anyway <laughs> what's well, not very good <laughs> what a segue yeah i know um bungie tells destiny fans we know we've lost your trust amid layoffs and delayed reports uh, Bungie has addressed its community for the first time since news earlier this week that it was laying off as many as 100 employees. It was confirmed that Bungie was the latest Sony Interactive Entertainment Studio to be hit by the layoffs, with Bloomberg later claiming that roughly 8% of the studio's workforce was affected and that the upcoming Destiny expansion, The Final Shape, as well as the Shooter Marathon, had been internally delayed. Now Bungie has said... Um, on its website that the week was one of its most difficult in our studio's history and acknowledged that it's lost a lot of players' trust. 
While it didn't confirm a delay to the final shape, it strongly emphasized the importance of the project, stating that it wants the expansion to be among the, quote, best games we've ever made. Quote, This has been one of the most difficult weeks in our studio's history as we've parted ways with people we respect and admire. We've spent this this week supporting one another, including those who are at the studio, as well as friends and colleagues who no longer are. We want to acknowledge the feedback and the concerns you have about Lightfall and recent seasons, as well as your responses to the reveal of the final shape. We know that we have lost a lot of your trust. Destiny needs to surprise and delight. We haven't done this enough and that is going to change. The statement continued, The path forward for us is clear. We need to make the final shape an unforgettable Destiny experience. Um, it went on to talk about how desperate they are to to, to get this final shape thing um, going and really not pay much lip service to the amount of people they've just sacked off but the company signed off by saying in the weeks ahead you'll be hearing more from us about what's next in the short-term horizon beginning with destiny's next season um andy you were uh you were a destiny dad back in the day um you and a lot of people use destiny as kind of a, a meeting social space but it seems like that game has absolutely bled players in recent what what, what can they do to get people back um well they could do some better onboarding uh, um yeah. it's atrocious like um i can speak firsthand for that because i used to play destiny probably six hours a day for two three years i mean as i said it came out uh right when uh they uh made us redundant and right when i had my first kid so it was perfect storm for me so yeah we literally had a dad's destiny dad's clan and if we were raiding if someone went afk you, everyone instinctly knew it's because their kid woke up. So you'd all go sit down next to them, wait for them to come back. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Um, um, but it's, it's weird. Like the Destiny, Destiny 2 was a mistake, in my opinion. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it was an, it's clearly an Activision thing, right, from an outdated business model where it's weird, like, oh, you need to do a sequel. They haven't got World of Warcraft 2, have they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it... it completely unnecessary all you're doing is splitting the player base and ultimately from my point of view giving us an out like it's like imagine if they invented heroin too right yeah right we're discontinuing heroin you're now none of you are addicted to that game anymore because it doesn't exist like that had that drug uh do you want to come and do heroin too no no thanks i'm out yeah. and that was basically what happened to most of us like we tried um destiny 2 and it's like well but i don't have any of my I'm not invested in this anymore, right? All my guns are gone, all my skins are gone, you know, all my stuff from the first game because you've, you've done a clear cut. Mm-hmm. Like, I, are you giving me a, a real out? You're giving me an opportunity to go do something else in my life? Okay, I'm off. Yeah. And I don't think it was just quite as good either, like, at launch. Um, it, it wasn't as strong. Um, and that's kind of where they're at. And like, anyway, coming back to my original point, I'm digressing. I have tried to go back um, one or two times, even to tell friends, like, cause you play like, play like Warzone and stuff. And then you, you know, you get talking like, oh man, like you guys should have been around for when Destiny was, uh, you know, good. Destiny was like, when Destiny was good, Destiny was good. Like some of my favorite gaming memories are like uh, playing Destiny with friends. Um, so I've tried to go back. And then what happens is you get 50 million pop-ups Oh, you've unlocked this, and oh, Crota's over here now, and the big witch of the space moon is here, and you've done this. What? Like, yeah. it's just, it literally, it's ridiculous. Go and try and play Destiny now. Like, you are flooded in inane messages, like, and UI elements uh, telling you to go place and do stuff because you've missed all these expansions and story threads. It goes mental. It's mm. 
it's like booting, like turning on your PC after two years, right? With like Skype and stuff running in the background. Um, yeah. It's 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 really bad. Like, and considering the the um, the amount of uh, players they could probably get to come back if they just did, you know, the onboarding experience a bit better. But that's the you to give them some sympathy, Bungie. That's kind of what happens, right? When you've been running this kind of game for 10 years um, within a console ecosystem as well, where they're constrained by memory and certain things that they can do. Um, obviously, they've had to like do the, the controversial thing of like taking off certain, like archiving certain content, things like that. Like it's not like they're, you know, on PC, a PC game, solely PC game where they don't have to worry about a lot of these problems. Um, and it catches up with you, I guess, right? Where you're under pressure to keep delivering these big updates and keep feeding the monster. Eventually, you're going to run out of steam. Um, so, um, yeah, that's my feeling game-wise. But again, I think it's it's disgraceful that, that they're making redundancies. Um, they've just been bought by Sony for, what, $3 billion, was it? Yeah. And it, it, not that's without even mentioning the the bonuses that they had attached oh, yeah, that, to that's, employees yeah. staying X years after it, and they lose them if they get made like laid off. Yeah. And these weren't just like all young employees they were laying off either. Like one of the guys they laid off, the composer, he worked on like the original Halo games. Yeah, mm. the Halo theme. He he was he's and his his music is is, is uh, you know to me is is attached to all of the these projects like you know like it's so intertwined with my memories of them it's i think it's a disgrace that they're making any redundancies mm. yeah is the, the the share thing was the thing that really made me go oh come on because the, the, obviously we've been seeing redundancies all year and it's not like you become desensitized to it because every time it happens you're still like it's just it's just another another kind of um another chip like an already kind of absolutely destroyed industry um and then but then when you see like the the, the share situation in bungie was like infuriating because when sony bought them um that was one of the, the kind of the, the whole the three the billions that they spent and a large chunk of that was supposed to be going to the staff um because um they were going to be given shares and the shares wouldn't become active until they, they stayed at bungie for a set number of years it was a kind of loyalty bonus basically that if you stay for bungee for x number of years these shares suddenly become active and then you can basically cash in and make a, a chunk of change to stop people leaving the, the company when sony bought them and now like they're, 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 they're some of them are probably getting ready to to kind of pass that threshold and now suddenly they've, they've been punted and the, their loyalty bonus doesn't count anymore even though they were perfectly loyal like they they kept their side of the bargain they they they, they stayed loyal um and now they don't get the loyalty bonus through no fault of their own that's just a massive a massive kick in the ass um it's just it's really yeah it's 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 upsetting and it's infuriating and it's like where does bungie like because bungie's been annoying the fans for a couple of years now like i I don't play destiny much but i still remember when i think destiny now i think did they not annoy people a couple of years ago and <clears> i looked it up and it was when the, the witch queen thing came out and they said oh if you have to buy the season pass you don't get the dungeons you still need to buy the dungeons and people are like come on and from that point on they've like, like kind of been annoying the fan base time and time again and it's but, like, i mean this is just another example right that really people you know fans game fans should be seeing this that consolidation is not is almost never good for you right mm-hmm. we want more independent strong game companies um you know swallowing all these 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 kind of historical companies within 
platform holders hardly ever works out, right? We've got a, a long history going back 30, 40 years of EA buying up, you know, all of these great developers and then them soon not existing. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Activision, you know, these, these big companies doing the same with Microsoft, right? Where's Lionhead? Like, yeah. It, it, these and, and I, I've uh, that's my feeling, right? That's my honest feeling as someone who's been around for a while seeing this. I think um, uh, Bungie won't be as good now that they're under Sony. I think Activision won't be as good. Bl- uh, Blizzard uh, maybe uh, is a different scenario because they've sort of like they've come from a situation where they're probably culturally they weren't ever a great fit for Activision, and now they're probably going to be left to their own steam a little bit. But companies like, say, for example, uh, Activision and Bungie thrived um, from being independent. From they've got that fire underneath them, where you need to you need to hit a home run, or you're out of business, mm-hmm. right? So when you're that suddenly that fire is going, it's such a cultural clash, right? Especially like you look at um, you know Call of Duty, for example. I can't imagine what Call of Duty is going to be like in 10 years time uh, after being, you know, molded and shaped by an environment where it's the biggest game of the year every year in the US. They have to come out. They have to hit. It's such a well-oiled machine that they pump those games out, you know. What's going to happen when they if they're like now where it's like, "Oh, you don't have to bring one out next year." Do you want? Like, what's going to happen? What are we going to end up with uh, that comes out of that 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 huge change? Yeah. And and the bun, mm. the bungee situation is kind of takes us back to what we were saying about GTA as well. Is like when you have so many mass redundancies like that, um, how much of the the kind of identity of that studio remains? Like if the composer's gone and you imagine a lot of the key developers are gone, when Bungie make their next game, how much of it feels like a Bungie game? Um, because like if so many kind of key, per- I don't know, like if, if key personnel go over the years, that happens with every studio. But they, at least studios kind of maintain some of their identity. If you get mass layoffs like that, um, the, the, the whole point—the whole point of Destiny in the first place was, oh, the people who made Halo are now doing like a, a game that's available on every system now, and it's going to be online multiplayer and persistent and all that. And then Bungie Two is more the same. By the time the next Bungie game comes out, how much of that will still feel like Halo? Still feel like Destiny? Um, the, 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 when you chop off such a, a massive kind of part of the studio in one go like that, you risk um, chopping off a part of 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 the kind of the structure that that that, that identifies that that developers' games, and you, you, it kind of makes you worry about the next game that is going to feel like the content just feels starts to feel so cynical as well, doesn't it? Like when you're, uh, I mean, I guess it's inevitable to some extent that when they're just it's just like this machine churning like following metrics mm-hmm. like just you know for for what resonates and what equals more playtime and blah 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 and it, it it felt like that you know t- towards the end of my time with destiny as well right like all oh, this content works we pump out more of that and yeah. you know extend it out so that you play for longer and corporate yeah. corporate gaming <laughs> yeah the the important <clears throat> thing is isn't it? it's, that's a lot of service games struggle with that as well is like if you're not, <clears throat> pardon me. If you're not there on day one, you're already starting an uphill battle. Like I, I, I feel for anyone who starts a FIFA game or an EA Sports <laughs> FC game when it gets added yeah. to EA Play, and they come on and go, "Oh, let's try this Ultimate Team," and everyone's already better. Like this Disney Speedstorm, which I still play for my sins because the kid loves Here to watch go. me play it. But the, it just went free to play like a couple of weeks ago, 
and everyone who's coming on free to play is going, what's going on here? It's like it's on like season five and everyone's shit hot at it. And they're like, well, we can't we can't play this because all the kind of daily missions and stuff and all these challenges need you to be a certain level that they, they can't reach it. It's physically impossible for them to compete. And there's like uh, ranking multiplayer races where like whoever sets the best, the top 3,000 players to set the best time get the best rewards. And obviously people who've been there from day one have all the best carts and get all the best rewards. And all the people who have just come in are like, well, we can't, we can't make traction here because we're not winning the stuff. Um, and a lot of kind of service games and free to play games have that issue where if you're not there on day one and you you didn't know about it right away, it's so hard to to get involved now, um, because it's just like you're you're, you're always playing catch up and you're, it's not an even playing field, and that's that seems like that's why I'll never play Destiny. Uh, too now like it's, I've got no chance. I've yeah, there was an element of that as well going in, and you're like playing all the noob stuff. Yeah. And everyone else is like raiding with super guns and super armor. Which is why I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy um thingy was it twelve? I always get them mixed up. The, the online one. Um fourteen's the online one. Yeah, it's coming to Xbox and, and it's like I was worried about that, but now they've 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 patched it so you can play through it in single player. I'm like, fine, brilliant. Like, I'll I'll try that because I was worried that I was gonna be so far behind everyone else. But now I'll be able to just play it at my own, my own pace. And Isn't it, can't, can't you already play that game in single player? Like you don't have to play other people. So what you're saying is you don't want anyone else walking past you. I don't. I, don't, I just don't want anyone in my games. I, I want. <laughs> I, want just, I want. So I want every game. It's just some other guys just wandering <laughs> now, around. I want every game to be 28 days later. The game. Have you turned off I, the online in Mario Wonder? I've, uh, when I start it, I will. <laughs> That's that is weird. <laughs> sealed, still sealed, but. Well, really nice. As soon as the book's done, that's, that's my reward. Cracking it open. Yeah, I'm being anyway, strict about it. Um, speaking of games you should really play, uh, Chris, before Mario Wonder play a real banger like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, um, the, the single player uh, is out now. Um, you could probably finish it in the time it takes me to finish this sentence. Um, so here's the situation with Modern Warfare 3's multi- uh, single player. We know, basically, that it was uh, originally envisioned as an expansion for Modern Warfare 2, and as such, the single player largely takes place on uh, repurposed Warzone maps, so you are quite literally running through areas that I have run through screaming at Andy millions of times, like you're in the stadium, you're in um, other parts of the the old Verdansk map, and it just uh, screams of, we have these assets, we have to make this a single player game, um, so let's get it going. I mean, I guess uh, that's not... somewhat of a counterpoint to my argument of uh, them thriving within the uh, capitalist system, <laughs> right? That yeah. they have literally turned DLC into a box release to pump it out. But I suspect, without being much of an expert, I'll, I'll get slaughtered for saying this, but... Go for it. it. Well, see, they've not done it previously, have they? They've not gone, no. you know, and, and, and kind of blatantly turned DLC into a release. They've, they put out lackluster, like kind of half cooked ones, like, uh, you know, Cold War, mm-hmm. which, you know, was, but that was born allegedly from development troubles, right? Changing studios and stuff like that. But the fact that it was reported, uh, I don't know if it was earlier this year or last year uh, by Bloomberg, that there would be no Call of Duty this year. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there were, was. I don't know if someone smarter than me might be able to to explain whether that's something to do with the, the Activision deal, like the Microsoft deal closing, and or we need to keep the share price up before that's, that closes. I was thinking something. I suspect there might, yeah. I know that sounds properly like me backtracking, 
No, but, but uh, I, I've always kind of, obviously, I've never like make that claim because, but I've always wondered something similar if I, with, with the uncertainty with the, with the acquisition and how long it took. Um, mm. Was there was there some sort of kind of was this like a kind of just just a stopgap until they, yeah they, until they know I mean, what the maybe I guess is. maybe even like covering their ass in, in case it fell apart, which it looked like yeah. at times it really could. Be- because for all um, for all they would have known when they started on it, but for all they would have known, Microsoft could have suddenly been the publisher halfway through development. And and a lot of stuff might have changed at that point. So um, yeah, it, it, the, the the feeling I got was that it was like it was a cautious kind of release, just to, 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 because they didn't really know what was going on at that time. Again, mm. that's just guesswork. Um, it's terrible. There's um, there's about two missions in it that feel like a proper Call of Duty mission where you're doing like the bombast, the kind of blockbuster stuff that you'd see in a trailer. But the rest of it is they have these open combat missions. So you you drop into like the docks in Warzone, and it'll be like you have to go collect, you have to go and press square at these three things, and there's mindless AI running towards you, and all over the map there are like orange Warzone chests that you can go and get and like change your weapons. And the idea of like non-linear missions in Call of Duty is interesting, I suppose, but the way it's executed is um, it feels like they had the the idea about three months ago, and they're like, okay, let's. It feels like something that if Call of Duty offered like a mission creator like a user generated mission creator it's exactly like that it sounds um, like those like shit old battlefield games where they just like you know repurpose uh, multiplayer maps into you know like a half-baked single player thing right it just it really sounds totally unappealing it's unlike them as well Uh, i like uh, i know again uh, they have had half-baked um campaigns for but cold wars campaign was really good it was really Mm. small but it was really good that was Raven, right? It it was it was excellent. It was it still had all of the the bombast and the set pieces and stuff like that that you expect mm-hmm. from Call of Duty. I can't remember them doing something so blatantly patched up as this before. It's, it's almost as if they just shouldn't have had one at all because they, well, did no, that they shouldn't. I mean, like, clearly they, they this was DLC. One. I mean, all yeah. of the maps are are retro maps, right? Yeah, it's a map pack. It's like they released you know, one they, before. They, they didn't have a campaign. Treyarch like... can make a zombies mode at a phone call. That seems to be the go-to thing. Treyarch, we need another zombies mode, mate. Shit. Get the guys in yeah. and they bash it out. I mean, to be clear, I think Call of Duty does need to move to a two-year cycle anyway, right? And it, But that's what it looks like Activision were doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and, and also there's a, so... of, like, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like, I know the Call of Duty community moan a lot anyway, but certainly it has been quite toxic for the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all chasing the pandemic uh you know nostalgia of of Verdansk. the next one has to be shit hot because otherwise it's going to be an they're going to reboot modern warfare well, it's going to be the saddest thing for me about this is they've tarnished the modern warfare name yeah they could have pumped that they pumped i mean it's not like they've not made up a black ops sub brand you know like cold war was mm. it's modern warfare it's their yeah. premier brand right the one that guarantees class every time from Infinity Ward, their number one developer, yeah. and they it's, pumped it out. So now, what? What do they do? Modern Warfare Four? Like they can, they can, they can't, they can no longer evoke the best multiplayer shooter of all time. Basically, it's a complete like, cash grab. Yeah, it's. Um, but don't worry, they've updated the Call of Duty HQ menu, which I have running in the side here, waiting for it to unlock multiplayer. Um. So now they've split up Modern Warfare 2, Warzone, and Modern Warfare 3. And while your Modern Warfare 2 guns will come into Modern Warfare 3, um, they're not eligible for any of the new camo. 
um the the camo that you can earn on modern warfare 3 guns doesn't work back the way so, so it's all yeah and this is another like it's going back to the onboarding thing i'll i'll I don't play Call of Duty anyway because we've already established I hate the human race. But like, if I, if I if I ever was to start playing it, I wouldn't even know where to begin. It, it yeah. seems like it seems impossible for me to just start this new modern warfare and go right. What do I do? Like, and even dream that I'm on an even footing with everyone else because it just doesn't sound like it at all. Yeah, it is uh, not great. I hope the multiplayer is good, but god it's it's it's, it's really grim uh the review in progress is on the website we'll get a full review done um over the next couple of days but god um chris very quickly you played anything good this week not this week last week i played robocop obviously which i loved and wario where which not so much um this week just for a laugh i've been playing dreamworks all-star kart racing which is (laughs) pish it's like it's the worst voice acting i've ever heard in the game it's like, a full review and 50 guides on the site then you you, you will absolutely not get that um but it's like um yeah which is a shame i'm, I'm glad to see I've, I've, on twitter i'm glad to see a lot of people talking about robocop i'm, I'm assuming it's selling quite well um mm. which i think it does it, cool. it deserves it it's proper old school no messing about it it's like the every time i see it on twitter it looks like fallout 3 it, it, because of the ui yeah like, it feels like it feels like the antidote to a lot of stuff that's, that's doing the rounds just now it's just like it's dumb stupid like you, you literally just walk in to like a sea of people shooting at you and just <laughs> soak up all the bullets and just like people just explode as you shoot them it's just stupid dumb fun i just I, I love that game um um yeah i have quite literally never seen a robocop film but i have seen his uh involvement in wcw oh, so. yeah but you don't like films do you you're another no, weird i don't hate films just, just work with a, so a one, i work with one guy who doesn't want to see anyone else in his games and another guy doesn't like films. That's like a Michael Me- Owen caliber weirdness. <laughs> Hashtag hate films. Um, this is the kind of people you attract, though. You want people that will sit at their desks for 50 hours think, a day just grinding out Just games. to clarify my stance here on, 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 on like my, like I, I'm, I'm, do I like watch, Do you like watching films with other people? <laughs> Occasionally. I could do without it. Um, the, 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 I, I'm, I like the idea of an online multiplayer game. The problem is the, the way this job works is that I play a game and then I forget about it and move on to the next one. I, I never stick with a series long enough that I'm, I, I'm I'm as good as the people I'm playing against, and that frustrates me. FIFA's the exception. That's the only game I play online because I'm as I, I feel like I can compete. Anything else, I, I won't play a Call of Duty now because I'm so far, um, I'm so much worse than Call of Duty people who play it for eight hours a day and have done for decades. Um, I've I can't compete with them. I can't compete with Fortnite players. I can't compete with because I'm I'm so used to playing something for twenty hours and moving on to the next one, then the next one, the next one. So, yeah, it's a non-starter for me because I just um, I'm always worst on the on the mm. battlefield, and that's why. So, I'm I'm not against online multiplayer. I just don't want. So, to what you're saying is you're just not good at video games. I'm I'm just saying I'm good. I'm I'm very good at a wide spectrum of games, but I'm not excellent at at any of them. except for fifa and the occasional nintendo game Mm. anyway uh (laughs) let's get out of here before this uh, diverges into a real mess Uh, i'm going to go and play some uh what's the name of the airport terminal the the terminal map that you saw from all the trick shot videos back in the day i'm going to go and play that for the rest of my natural life um next week what have we got next week i here's a real aside that avatar game's out this year that Avatar game's out in December. Yeah, it's what? coming in. It's coming in hot. I think. Yeah. I had no. I was 
I genuinely thought that was like, oh, that's in March, isn't it? No, no. If someone asked me the other day if I, was, been, if I had a code for December, it, I was like, what, the, what are you talking about? They're adamant about? that it's still going to be this year, which is interesting. Does Yubi have earnings be- between now and then? Or have they already, have they already went? Because that feels like an, an... Maybe we got a Twitter JPEG being like, uh, let's let's just chuck this to February, but I could not believe that. That's, uh... Well, see, I, I, think, I think it might surprise some people. I, I think it could be okay. Um, I'm choking to play it, I need to know. So, yeah, she looks like a, a decent seven out of ten. Yeah. yeah, I'm into it to be honest. Yeah, look, we all know how the Far Cry games went. We'll just have to, we'll just have to wait and see. If you've got any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send them to podcast at videogameschronicle.com. Thank you for listening. You can follow myself on X at Jordan Midler, Chris at Scully1888, Andy at Andy V underscore VGC. We'd like to thank the great Grant Kirkhope for the VGC podcast theme song. Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. And we'll see you next week. VGC, a video games podcast, is a stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network.